Hey, how are you? I hope you're having a wonderful week. It is raining here north of Boston. I think the whole East Coast is getting drenched, huh? Well, you know what? Here's the good thing. I, mean, I normally, the rain for me is like uh, best at bedtime. Crack open a window, listen to the rain. I don't need one of those alarm clocks that makes the sounds. No, I don't. <laughs> That's such a weird thing that we as humans create. Like, somebody thought, I'm going to record the sound of the rain, put it in an alarm clock, and sell it to people at a premium. (laughs) And it worked. God, my cousin has one. Although, I will say, the cricket sounds, and having the cricket sounds in your bathroom, that's what my cousin does, that is like, uh, it's high class. (laughs) Is it really, though? It sounds like you have a cricket infestation. There's something peaceful about it, though. It's like you're taking a wee-wee in the middle of a field. All right. I am Boston Rob. This is the Boston Rob Show. Uh, I'm a masshole. I like to rant. If you're new to the show, hit the subscribe button. Subscribe. Uh, It's like setting it and forgetting it. Essentially, every time I upload a podcast, you will be alerted if you are a subscriber. And... If you have not, I know there's a ton of people who have, and I got I to gotta personally say thank you. The podcast thanks you. The Boston Rob Show, I, Boston Rob, thank you for rating this podcast in iTunes five stars. We've gotten some more ratings. I, I, I can't tell you how happy it's made me, how awesome it is for the podcast. The podcast is heading up. Up, up, and away! So, if you haven't, take a moment, scroll all the way down on my podcast page. You'll see these five empty stars. I want you to click all five of them. Click the five of them. And that leaves the podcast with a five-star rating. It helps this podcast become uh, a thing. Become a thing where I can actually do this for a living. I can podcast every day. I need to feed my kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that will happen for a long time, but it, it allows me to do what I love. Um, and the more people that rate it, the more visibility comes to the podcast, the more people can find it. So it really, it, it helps in ways that I can't even explain to you, probably because I don't understand the algorithms in iTunes, but I know it helps. So please take a moment to rate. Now, listen, this podcast contains sensitive material. If you are not from Massachusetts, yet you have seen movies like The Town, uh, The Departed, uh, Good Will Hunting, and what are some other masshole movies? I don't mean like uh, Celtic Pride, although Celtic Pride could be one of them. Or I don't mean like, uh, what are some arbitrary? Mystic River? No, Mystic River is another one. Listen, if you've seen any movie featuring the state of Massachusetts and the lovely people we like to call townies, then you know what I'm talking about. But this is sensitive insider information. And if you're outside the state, I could be hurt for telling you this stuff. I'm not kidding. I'm worried about my safety giving this podcast up. But I'm doing it for you, for the listener. Now listen, we are going to talk about townies. Why? I think it's what's not only charming... But ruining the state of Massachusetts. You heard me right. Townies potentially are the reason this state sucks sometimes. Not always. Now, if you're a townie listening, you're probably going, No, we're not. Nuh-uh, sir. No, sir. You know who's ruining it? The immigrants. 
Well, tomato, tomato. Listen, you might think it's the immigrants. You might think Framingham has turned into little Brazil, which it has. But there's nothing wrong with that. At times, at times, I say preserve that some of that Italian heritage. But it was once an immigrant immigrant plot of land anyways. It was all Italians. And I'm telling you that because my grandmother Fufu lived there. And if Faust is not an Italian name, I don't know what is. But I also think that townies, and in a specific townie, because not all townies ruin it. In fact, townies is like part of the charming thing that when you come to vacation on Cape Cod or come to vacation in Salem, you want to see the townies. You want to drive by and go, oh, look, look at the townies. Look, look at that lady pushing the carriage, smoking a cigarette. She's a townie, all cute. Let's go get a picture with her. You want that charming part of the Massachusetts folklore. I get it. I love it too. But there are the townies that can be bullies. You know, townies, if you don't know what a townie is, there's somebody who's lived there they're here their whole life. And townies usually, whatever town they grew up in, they're related to everyone in the town. Now, I'm over-exaggerating, but you get my point. They have 18 cousins spread out through the town. Everybody kind of looks similar. And when you go to that town, you can kind of tell who's from there and who moved there recently. But what I have the issue with, what I think ruins it, is the bully townies. And I'm not talking about high school, middle school bully townies, although they gave me quite uh, a rough upbringing. But I'm talking about the townies who grow up to be bullies. If you've ever heard someone say, or have ever said, well, I grew up, I spent my whole life here, and then that's followed by a request, those are the bullies. Think they're entitled to something because they've lived here their whole life. You're not. You got to put into the pot just like everybody else. You living here and paying your taxes isn't enough. You also have to want to progress this state forward, moving forward, just like the podcast. That's why I asked for a five-star rating. I want to move this thing forward. Listen. I want this to get more visibility. That's why I'm willing to spill the beans on the townies. <laughs> really, I got no beans to spill. My, my complaint is that certain townies get in charge. They become state selectmen or even in sometimes like uh, the Bulgers, the Bulger family. Those were bully townies. Whitey Bulger, a bully. Also a townie. And his brother, I mean, they get the state locked up that you can't do anything. It's like mob rule. And that's what I have the problem with. The townies that think it's owed to them that they've lived, just living in the state was a service enough to the state. We should all be thankful that their family immigrated here and decided to grow up here. Like, really? Like, you would move anywhere. That's my thing to all these townies. You act like, you know, you're God's gift to this town, but you wouldn't go anywhere else. You can't. And I'm telling you that from experience. I've invited townies to move to California, and they all shivered. But I do love quite a few of my townie friends, so I don't have an issue with all townies. It's the ones who get into political power. I'm specifically talking about the ones who clog up the politics, the government, who aren't letting the cannabis industry move forward. It's the people that think something's owed to them or are, are holding our, our state hostage, I guess you could say. I hate to say it like that, because they're not really holding it hostage. They're more like uh, greedy, greedy, gimme, gimme. Um, I want my kickbacks before I let my town do whatever. And that's the stuff that sucks, because we should all be trying to work together. Collaboration. 
uh, with new people, with the immigrants, with the outsiders. And that's how things become awesome, right? I mean, if you don't think so, just look at our delicacies around New England. If you think that's traditionally New England, it's not. We all came from somewhere else. Unless it's a Native American dish, it's not traditionally New England. It was an immigrant who came here who said, well, this is what my family knows in Ireland. And then the Italians said, well, this is what we know. And then they made it awesome with the resources here in New England while extinguishing a whole people, which sucks. Um, But... And that really does suck. I mean, I'm not going to get into the history of New England, but it's too bad we couldn't have more peace while we were settling this land. And hey, listen, if you've read books like The Mayflower or King Philip's War, you know that at one point the immigrants, the the European immigrants were getting decimated, not just by, you know, the, the plight here. But once they got here, the Indians were like, F you, dude. You know, we're killing you all. So, I mean, there were hostilities on both sides. It it just, it's a thing that sucks. But I want people to remember that, you know, you might think your family's been here for 20 generations and you're related to half the state. But it doesn't make us owe you anything. In fact, just take a look and see if you're saying stuff like, well, I've lived here my whole life. So da-da-da. If it's followed by an observation, well, I've lived here my whole life and I've never seen that. Or that's never been, I've never seen something like that happen. Or, what's an observation? Uh, and the Celtics have never won. Well, that's not true. But if it's followed by an observation, then it's fine. When it sucks is when it's followed by a request. Like it's something's owed to them. That's what's really hurting our state. Now, I don't just want to talk about townies. Although I hope if you're from outside of Massachusetts, you do enjoy this a little bit because I don't know anywhere else in the country that really has townies of the caliber that Massachusetts does. Yes, I know there's people in New York that have lived their whole life and generations and generations, but they're not called townies and they don't have that special New England charm that townies do. And I'm not kidding. Like, this is a real thing about Massachusetts. Townies have some kind of magical charm and that's how they get away with some of the the government bullying and the and the not being progressive bullying that they get away with because they're charming. It's endearing to see some of these people. Only in Massachusetts have I driven down the street after taking my kids to school or dropping them off or picking them up where I see women, and I mean grown women, pushing a carriage with a newborn in it, ripping a butt like it ain't nothing else in the world happening. You know, like, <laughs> like it's just a daily dose of vitamin cigarette while pushing your kids to the playground or wherever, taking them for a walk. And I see that on the regular. That is such a charming, endearing quality of Masshole Townies. You don't get that anywhere else. But I want to talk about some more stuff, and I'm going to do that next. Now, I had said earlier in the podcast, talking about townies could put me at danger, and that's true. Listen, I forgot to include one vital aspect of the townie. That is, they love a good fight. And almost anything is fighting words to them. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Not only are townies charming and endearing, warm and inviting, but they also love to fight. And most of them can fight. 
it's funny because no matter what you're saying about them, whether you're talking well or ill, they'll they'll call you on it and they'll be ready for a fight. Huh, kid? What'd you just say about me, bud? I said you're a hard worker. What do you mean I'm a hard worker? How am I a hard worker? Is that supposed to be sarcastic? But in all fairness, everybody that grows up in Massachusetts can be wicked sarcastic. It's something about the water here. That's what I imagine. Just like they tell you when you taste bread from different parts of the country, it has to do, the, the change in taste has to do with the water they use, which is true. I lived in San Diego and the bread there is awful. New York, best, bre- best bread ever. The water, not joking. When I would go to my grandmother's house in Staten Island, I would get tap water out of the sink and watch the sediment settle little white snowflakes settle and then I would drink it (laughs) probably explains so much of what's wrong with me now but I love tasting the tap water in New York it also makes the bagels and bread phenomenal just like here in Boston we have great water for making bread I also think whatever they're putting in the water has to do with why we're so sarcastic and I mean all the everybody ladies some ladies are better at sarcasm than the men are So just know that if you're coming to move here, get ready to pick up on your sarcasm. It's also why townies at the drop of a hat are ready to fight. What's with that saying, at the drop of a hat? I'm guessing back in the olden days, all men wore hats, which I wish that was a fad that would come back. That's one thing that I really, really wish would start happening again. And I don't mean the fedora, the douche-dora. I don't mean that talking about like top hats legit slash of guns and roses style top hats in fact i forget it was my grandmother or one of my great aunts told me you know like the cars top hats started to go away because the cars they were making had smaller headroom if you look at those 1920s dick tracy cars they had a they had a lot more headroom but i guess that's i don't know that can't be the only reason fashion must have changed i wish it would come back are you, are you with me? If you're with me, give me a five-star rating. <laughs> I'm just trying to sneak that in. Please give me one, though. But this is a vital thing to know about townies. They are ready to fight. Just like you've seen in Goodwill Hunting. Will Hunting, ready to fight for his friend's honor. Sometimes they're ready to fight for much less. And sometimes they're just ready to fight because they're drunk. And it's two o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and that's the state drink of everyone in Massachusetts. Alcohol. Doesn't matter if it's beer or liquor. Alcohol. The state drink of Massachusetts. It's almost like Europe over here, except it's still illegal, but it's definitely alcohol is looked at like Europeans look at alcohol. Like, hey, let the kids have some. <laughs> but I risk my hide telling you about townies. More importantly, telling you what I think the trouble is with townies. The townies that, whether they're cops or politicians or, I don't know, PTA heads. (laughs) Whether the the parent-teacher association uh, sitting head. I don't know what you'd call them. Chairperson, whatever. When they get in power, the ones that are bullies, they really clog up forward uh, movement forward progress and that sucks so you're not saying i don't like you i'm just saying if you're one of those people stop it nobody owes you nothing okay we all need to work together because america is i don't know not going to get into that right now but i am risking my neck and you know my family i do have a lineage of townies too 
But to be a townie, your family has to be in the same town, hence the word townie, for generations upon generations. You have to have like an ancestry, like an archaeological find of relatives that lived in the same town. And a lot of times they're like, oh, my mother lived in this house. My grandmother lived in this house, which it's a beautiful, it really is a beautiful thing. It's such a traditional, quaint, uh, American way kind of thing. When you think of like, oh, you know what I mean? The good old days. It really is a cool thing to be able to, like, I wish we still had my grandmother's house, you know, in Framingham. She sold it. But there are people that continue on the line, which is rad. I'm complaining about the people that get in the power and think because they've lived in a certain house for a hundred years that nothing should change. (laughs) That's the person I have the issue with. F you. The world's got to change. We got to, man. We're running out of fossil fuels. No, no. I'm, I'm just... Well, we are, but I'm just kidding about that. So listen. My family, the lineage of my townies is way down south by Cape Cod. Um, And man, do I love them. But, you know, a little stuck in their ways at times. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, they're the greatest people on earth. That should be... Oh man, that's my idea. You can Airbnb with a townie. How great would that be? Masshole B&B. I should start that website. Can anybody develop an app? And you get the whole New England experience. You can come stay with some of my relatives, my cousins, and you can just have that mass hole feel. My cousin will take you to work. You work on the side of the highway doing union jobs with them. <laughs> and then you can come home, have some mass hole dinner, get in an argument with your parents over supper. <laughs> This is such a great idea. I hope nobody takes this from me. You get the whole mass hole experience living with a townie for your vacation. Um, No, but that's not all I wanted to talk about. Jeez, I get so sidetracked. I am sorry. What I wanted to say was I've been talking about demonology a ton on this podcast, telling you that I'm an ordained reverend online, Reverend Rob, uh, so I can marry people. I wonder what else I could do. Probably not much. But I've been trying to become a demonologist. Now, I have a ton of books that I've been reading. Uh, I've been studying, watching stuff online, YouTubing, uh, because I'm not going to go the route of becoming a priest. I'm just not going to. Plus, I'm really at odds with the Catholic Church hogging all the exorcism rites. Like, they're the only ones that can do it. I get the, the vows of chastity and poverty and what's the third vow? I forget. But listen... I got a vow of poverty right now. I really didn't mean to make the vow. It's just how we unfortunately have to live. So, I mean, I get all that. I think the biggest issue between me and the church is the church thinks they're the only one that can sanctify an exorcism. Well, I believe Jesus said otherwise. So we got some beef. I am not a fan of the Catholic Church. Not over a lot of stuff that people usually think. I'm at odds with them for other things. Um... And the stuff that's in the news as well. Don't 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 be mistaken about that. But the fact that they think they're the only ones that are holy, give me a break. And the fact that you never see a priest washing anybody's feet. That's what they should be doing on Good Friday. They should be washing their church's feet. Jesus said, you want to be the greatest among them? Become their servant. Become their slave. Become, you know, the least among them. And you never see a priest. I've seen a priest uh, in Mass here in Massachusetts, yell at people for taking pictures during First Communion. And I'm not kidding, like, scream in their face, like, get back, (laughs) whatever he said. And I remember thinking, I was only in my teens, 
was thinking like, wow, that's a priest. I wonder what Jesus would think. He'd probably bitch slap him. <laughs> oh, and before I go into this, the other thing I wanted to tell I know I'm all over the place, but I wanted to talk one more part about townies. You know, townies, um, unfortunately, some of Massachusetts, and I'll get back into the demonology and my gripes with the church. Some of Massachusetts, like Western Mass, like out in Springfield and way out in the boondocks, away from Boston. It's kind of like the Deep South. I mean, I moved out to California, and that is a liberal state. I, I love the people, their way of thinking out there. And Massachusetts, everyone told me Massachusetts is a liberal state, too. It's more conservative of the liberal states. It's like the most conservative liberal state. But what I had a problem with is, you know, people here... When I spent some time on the air and got to talk with the public, I got this overall vibe from white males over 30. That that was like the demographic, that they didn't like immigrants or whatever it was, whether they were coming to their town or not. And it always confused me. Because, like, you take Framingham, for example, right? Back in the day, Framingham was a... Uh, Italian enclave. And in fact, it still kind of is. There's a ton of Italian families there. And I'm not kidding. Like my grandma Fausta, my grandma Fu lived in, uh, I almost called it Little Italy. I said, no, Framingham. And there's a ton of uh, Italian families there. Nobody had a problem with it. I'm sure 70 years ago they might have. But right now, no one has a problem that it's Italian. What they have a problem with is the new immigrants moving in. And like when I was finishing up high school in Framingham, it was becoming little Brazil. There was a lot of Brazilians moving in. Now, I don't understand why they now have a problem or these people that have a problem with the new Brazilian immigrants. I don't understand because that was a founded immigrant town anyways. That was a bunch of immigrants living there. You So these people just have a problem with what kind of immigrants? Because you can't say like, oh, I have an issue with immigrants. You have to specify. Like, I have no issue with Italian immigrants. I have an issue with whatever immigrants, which that kind of sucks because make sure that this is clear outside of the criminal, the ass hats, the douchebag holes outside of those people. And those people happen in every culture or every class, every uh, everywhere on earth. You know, those people you're never going to avoid outside of those people. I'm talking about the people who come here to strive for a better life, whatnot, and really add something to the melting pot we are. Why do you got an issue with them? Just because they speak a different language and they, you know, have different customs? That sucks. Now, I just want to bring that up because hopefully maybe you know someone or you're that someone or whatever it is that has this issue with immigrants. And I'm doing air quotes right now. But realistically, you know, you might have come from that enclave of immigrants at one point. Look at South Boston. That was all Irish at one point. Now it's a total mix and it's becoming less and less Irish. But this new immigrant wave, I mean, outside of the asshats, we should embrace them. You know, they're looking for a better life. Hopefully, if they're authentic, <laughs> you know, and there's nothing wrong with mis mishmashing of cultures. I think it's cool. It brings us really great food dishes. Uh, and I'm not kidding. The greatest place I ever ate in San Diego um, was a place that was a mix of Native American, Mexican, uh, American cuisine. It was like, it was all over the place. And I'm telling you, the dishes were twice the size of your head and the sauces and desserts and meals were fantastic. And they were unheard of. 
They were just stuff that you didn't see anywhere else in this country. And it was because all these cultures came together. All right. So done with my little rant, my tirade about which immigrant you really have an issue with because the town was already immigrants. Uh, you just have a problem with the new immigrants. Ah, gosh. I want to talk about this demonology class I found. So ordained reverend online. I have issues with the Catholic church because they think they're the only one that can exercise demons. F you, get out of here. Um, plus, I've never seen the Pope washing people's feet. My wife told me he did. Which, if he did, good on him. That's what all these priests should do. If you don't know why I say that, it's because Jesus washed his disciples' feet at the Last Supper. Which was unheard of for a guy who was claiming to be God at the time. You know, at the time, they didn't really, really know. They believed him. They followed him. They were his disciples. But he washed their feet. And they were like, wait, wait, we should be washing your feet. You're God. It was so just controversial and so un. Uh, uh, just unpredictable you know it was so against what they had been taught so i really have an issue with all these higher ups in the church that think they're better than art thou <laughs> um but i found a demonologist self-professed self-certified demonologist although he has worked with the church and he's worked on many many cases that have even been made into hollywood movies if you ever seen the movie the uh, deliver us from evil it's the story of a bronx police department sergeant who i don't know what really led him to become a demonologist but he kept getting called in cases that were not uh people that were mental mentally ill and were not you know just criminals they were possessed and it led him to retire from the police department. And now he's a full-time demonologist. And he's legit. This guy's legit. They made a Hollywood movie. He's had a TV show. And I wrote him. He emailed me back today. There's a class next Monday. I'm waiting for the okay from my wife. You know, she's the only one working right now. So I got to I gotta give the respect to her. She calls the shots. Um, and I'm hoping to be able to take this class. Once I do, obviously, I'm going to podcast about it after. I will, hopefully, maybe if I take a few classes with him, I will have him on the podcast. His name is Ralph Sarchi. Uh, you can look him up. You can see there's documentaries on him. I mean, he he's a pretty cool uh, New York townie. I don't know if he's really a townie from New York, but he's definitely one of those Bronx characters. You know, thick skin, hard as nails, dude. Uh, like, <laughs> he reminds me of my uncles in Brooklyn. Very, very authentic. And he's a demonologist. And he's teaching classes, which I'm signing up for. I've been emailing with him all day. And I'm going to ask him, you know, what does it take to really get to a level where you can say, like, I'm part demonology, where <laughs> I can put it on my resume. I'm not just looking for the certification, but the knowledge. I love this this supernatural world that encompasses our world. You know, we're on different planes, but it's all around us, man. Uh, it fascinates me. So I want to learn as much as I can. And I will keep you informed. I was just super excited that I finally found a class that I can take on my phone about demonology. Uh, so you better believe I will be podcasting after that class. But until then, I got to wrap this podcast up. I got some dadding to get to. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing and if you haven't, go scroll all the way down right now. I'm ending the podcast. Click all five stars. It's just that simple. It's a press of a button. It's just moving your thumb over all five stars. And you know what? You help me so much. You help this podcast uh, in infinitely. I really can't thank you enough. 
for rating this podcast five stars. Like we always end the podcast, much love, spread love. Peace.